Scalding him didn't dampen that fire. If anything, it increased his orneriness. I'd be ornery too if some dude sliced off my balls, Wynn said with a shudder. Then he looked at Sutton. So that other bulldogger, the guy with the weird name, what happened the weekend he borrowed him? Weird name? Sutton snorted. That's rich coming from a guy named Winton. Fuck off, Sutton, he shot back. I think mom was high on childbirth and painkillers when she picked our names. Probably. You talking about Breck Christensen? He tried to help me out during the Western Livestock Show in January while I was still laid up. Yeah, him. Wynne looked at Cress. Don't know if I ever heard you talk about what went down that week you were there with him and Dial. Cress rested his forearms on the top of the fence and his hat shadowed his face. It was a damn disaster in the arena. I wouldn't do nothing, seriously. That high-strung bastard stayed in the damn chute. The one time he left the chute, he charged the Hazer's horse. Breck traveled to Denver specifically to get a feel for Dial before the competition, but he ended up sticking with his own mount. Huh. Surprised you stayed in Denver for the whole stock show since it meant you had to take care of Demon Horse while you were there. Cress shrugged. I never get to see behind the chute's action for a week-long event. It was interesting. Everyone was friendly. Sabrek took good care of you, Sutton asked. Cress choked on his beer. Wynne patted him on the back. You okay? <laughs> yeah. Cough, cough. Uh, a bug flew in my mouth. Another cough. Breck introduced me around. Sutton nudged his shoulder. Breck introduced you to his buckle bunny pussy posse? Before Cress responded, Wynne interrupted. Cress wouldn't know what to do with the ladies. The kid is all work, no play. He probably spent all his time hiding in the horse trailer. I ain't no kid, Cress said tightly. Don't assume you know what I got up to because you don't. Anyway, Breck knows everyone. He looked at Sutton. He introduced me to Saxton Green, that other bulldogger you get mistaken for all the time. He's built like you, even looks like you. He sure don't act like you. That man is fucking wild. Sutton groaned. Do you know how many times I've had to defend myself against something Saxton did? It sucks. That's about the only time I don't mind that the other competitors call me the saint. Other competitors and everyone else involved with the rodeo circuit, including the women, call you saint because you're the one who acts like a freaking monk. Wynne pointed out helpfully. Damn, man, how do you turn down all that free pussy? It ain't free, trust me, Sutton retorted. Wynne, leave him alone, Cress said. Stop acting like you got it rough and ain't getting your fair share of tail. Women are lined up in your driveway to get a piece of you. Wynne smirked and raised his beer. It's good to be me. Cress rolled his eyes. Oh, and I also met the couple who raised and trained Dial before you bought him. That piqued Sutton's interest. Chuck and Berlin Gratsky? Really? They were in the arena when Breck was having a hard time with Dial. Neither of them even tried to step in. They said the only people who had any effect on him was you and their daughter who'd trained him. London Gradsky. He hadn't thought of her in a couple of years. The surly brunette who'd thrown a shit fit when her parents had sold Dial to him, rather than just continuing to let him compete on the horse. She'd accused him of taking advantage of her parents, caring about his career above the welfare of the animal. Then she'd launched into a diatribe about how self-absorbed he was, for pushing to have the stallion castrated without considering the long-term gains for breeding. After calling him a dickhead whose belt buckle was bigger than his brain, she'd stormed off.
Chuck and Berlin explained away her behavior, fondly referring to her as their headstrong filly. They were proud that she'd struck out on her own as a horse trainer, rather than just expecting to get a primo position at grade A horse farms, because her parents owned the business. But still, London's accusations had stung. What he wouldn't give for her expertise now. Although it had been three years since their altercation, he doubted the feisty firecracker would let bygones be bygones. Well, it's obvious I need help. What about that Eli guy? Wynne said. Didn't you say he's some kind of Native American horse whisperer? Eli is top-notch, but Dial's temperament is particularly bad around other horses. He took a chunk out of the alpha horse the one time I left him there. This was after Eli put him in a pasture by himself and he jumped the fence. So Dial is no longer welcome. I have faith you'll figure something out that doesn't...